And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast where the trash boys get together and we talk everything professional wrestling, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What we like, what we don't like, and what we think that we could do better. Because there's always a lot that can do better. And as I've said before, if you gave the pen, not the pencil, the pen to the Trash Boys, we would make a phenomenal product. No matter what company, no matter what road to WrestleMania, road to Bound for Glory, road to All Out, everything would be perfect because that's how we are. No, I'm just kidding there. Um, going to throw a little thing out here for the people listening. Um, like I said, this is my first time recording alone, if you can't tell. There's no other trash boys around me. And with that come are problems. There are problems that come. And it's a learning experience. You guys are probably listening, asking, what could it be wrong? Well, I recorded... And I had to make some changes, so this intro is a little bit different. So don't mind me on that, please. I did some re-recording. I'm not a technology guy. I actually messed around. This actually, I don't even have my own laptop. I use my girl's laptop. But I messed around with it. And we're going to be diving in today to Crown Jewel 2022. But before we get into that, we're going to talk some re recent wrestling news. And like I said before, before we dive into that, I just want to say it's the first time alone. Trash Boys had other obligations they had to do. And you know what? A bucket list thing of mine has always been to do something alone. And why not just talk professional wrestling? I do have a part two to that goal. One day I just want to get on and hit record and just talk life. Just literally no game plan, no script, just go. Not that I really have a script now because I've been kind of open about it. I don't care how I sound. I don't care about even learning more about the whole podcast field. I just love getting together with my boys, girls, whoever, and just simply talking professional wrestling. Um, and just bullshitting. And that's what it is, you know, because I know a lot of people take podcasting serious. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for it because there's so much that goes into it. So much. And I give the people who do it actively a lot of credit. A lot of credit. It's something I would not want to do, such as my fellow co-hosts, the guests that come on. They're all very active podcast people. And I have a lot of respect. And I give them a lot of credit for it. It's just for me, that ain't it. That ain't it, boss, as I, me and my boys say. But anyway, you know, I'm not going to try to take up too, too much time today. Um, going to flow around for a little bit. But with that being said, we're going to talk, like I said, some recent news. Um, and it's mostly because of the fallout from our episode we just recorded Tuesday. Because last night, it's Thursday now, so last night there was dynamite. We were talking on Tuesday about CM Punk, what's going to happen, is the elite going to be around, what's going to happen. Then we started noticing, we hear all these stories from Punk's camp, we hear this, we hear that, we hear this from the elite side, and then it's leading more towards the elite side get these banging video packages hey the elite's coming back and i'm so excited 
genuinely excited for that. Because three good guys, three great performers. Why would I not be excited to see that? That You know, but there was a part of me who was thinking last night. Was Stanford, Connecticut listening? Did they know what happened? Did they assume, just like we all assume, Punk's done? Do they want Punk? As I've said, I don't care. But I do like the toxicity of it all. As I play with my fingers that you can't see. Like I'm an evil genius. Because who knows what's going to happen there. You know, Punk came back, as Lou said the other day, one of the biggest fumbles. Just because that man came in so hot. Came back to the sport that he loved, the professional wrestling. A platform that he was handed the silver platter to be the guy. But Punk being Punk did his thing. You know, and... uh. I was happy with it, though, last night. You know why? Because it was the first time in a long time on normal TV that I was genuinely shocked and surprised by it. Just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, Colt Cabana. Bam. That is a huge F you, middle finger, whatever word you want to use, the punk and a big round of applause for Colt. However you want to word it. I just thought that was cool because everyone was confused. Now, here would be the crazy part. Is if they essentially still brought Punk back. And this is all part of it. As we said before on this show, like you can make money with this whole thing still. Now, sometimes it's not worth it. The headaches and everything that come with it. It's better just to take your losses, pay who you got to pay, and then get out. But man, like when Punk came back, I was one. I know a bunch of people wanted to oh, I want to see Punk and Kenny, Punk and Kenny. And now you got this legitimate real-life storyline that goes behind it. Real-life scenarios. Oh, my God. Everyone loves wrestling when it happens like that. You know, I was younger, the whole Matt and Edge thing, the whole cheating scandal and all that. Like, loved that. Even the little – I love when professional wrestling brings real life into it. Whether it's something in the current moment or even from the past. Like, I am just personally a big fan of that. I love the realness. I love, obviously, it still gets usually passed by by whoever. So I appreciate the performers for allowing it. And then just in general. You know, the match could have been a little better. You know, but Colt probably hasn't wrestled in a minute. And Colt isn't this five-star match guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there were botches. People were roasting him for Like, hey, man, like, let me see you get in there. You know, because we all know 90% of the wrestling uh, community probably doesn't have an athletic bone in their body. And I'm not over here saying I'm G.I. Joe and, you know, everything like that because I'm definitely not that guy. I'm not that guy, pal. Um, so you just – you don't know, you know. And that's why I hate when people kind of bash on uh, people like that because it's like, man, you have no idea what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you have no idea. So it's kind of like at the same time, it's like, hey, like, give these people credit. They're going out here and doing great things, and you're over here just like whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so just go out there and give them credit. Give these performers the credit that they deserve because they do, and we all know that they deserve it. Um but yeah, enough on that. I just kind of wanted to throw the little thing. Not throw. I say throw as if I'm throwing shade. I just wanted to throw that out there. And then um, one quick thing, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I don't know. I'm just over here free balling it. Fuck it. I'm a full sing kind of guy. Is credit to Becky Lynch. 
you know, those who haven't watched Rock, Young Rock, two successful seasons. I actually just started watching it not that long ago. Pretty good show. I like it. You see some history behind The Rock's life, the wrestling industry, some cool things you can learn from it. But she's getting casted as uh, Cindy Lauper for season three. Reason I want to congratulate her, not just because she's the WWE person or whatever, but as we said before, we love seeing these people, and by people I mean performers, wrestlers, get that chance to shine in the bigger stage of Hollywood and things like that. And this is one of them. You know, there are plenty others in all these companies that have that potential to make it. But she's the one who just did just this certain predicament. So congratulations, Becky Lynch, on this opportunity. And I know she'll kill it. Um, but yeah, let's bring everyone in for the real reason why you're still listening based off the title. Going to be talking Crown Jewel 2022 from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. On uh, this Saturday, I don't know why I'm talking like this, to be brutally honest, because that's not an accent. I don't know, I think I'm just in a good mood because so I'm talking wrestling. Uh, it's coming, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific, a.m. Pacific, which I love. It's probably my favorite thing about these overseas shows, to be generally honest with you guys, is I love being able to just wake up in the morning, watch wrestling. Like, you know, like I already got my weekend. Uh, one of my buddies at work just recently got promoted. His mom's in town. And for those of you who do know, I am in the military. So when we have the opportunity to family come out here, it's so exciting because they get to see our life from here. You know, we don't get to see our family all the time. Uh, this isn't a petty, pity thing. This is, we know what we signed up for. But being there for something like a promotion is so cool. So we're all going out tomorrow to celebrate the promotion and show his mom around the town, get some drinks and you know, have a good night, get a good night's sleep, and then wake up Saturday in bed probably because it's 9 in the morning. I have nothing to do. I work hard Monday through Friday so I can chill on the weekends. They watch wrestling. So that's what I love about it. I love that I'm going to have the opportunity just to relax, you know. Um, I never get too excited for these Saudi shows, you know. Nothing major usually happens on these. Um, all I ask is we don't get any runbacks of – the Brothers of Destruction versus DX in 2018 because, boy, was that awful. You know, we've had some cool moments in Saudi, some bad, really bad. Um, I'm going to start with the bad. Uh, we had Goldberg and The Fiend, Goldberg winning the title out there. That was uh, pretty awful. No one wanted that, but WWE was so high at the time on Goldberg facing Roman at Mania, which never ended up happening due to the pandemic and Roman stepping away for his own health. Then we had, as funny as it is, I consider it a good but mostly a bad, you know, the best in the world. And I'm not going on because I can't do it. Uh, I believe it was Greg Hamilton was his name, the old uh, announcer. Shane McMahon winning the best in the world tournament. You know, when you had some competitors like Tom Ziggler, who else was in there? Kurt Angle, I remember. I think The Miz, uh, Rey Mysterio, maybe Lashley. Um, so some, I'd say it's a good and a bad there. Um, what a, you know, but then we've, we've had some good. The Fiend won the title over there, you know, after that whole Hell in a Cell hiccup. They actually had that, so that was kind of cool. Um, Taker 
coming out and starting that rivalry with AJ Styles, which led to the Boneyard match, which I was a big fan of, one of my favorite cinematic matches, which ended up being Taker's last Mania and last match in the company has since retired and now in the Hall of Fame. But as the end of this speech, never say never. But now that Vince is gone, I really don't see Triple H breaking out his uh, in case of emergency takeout Undertaker. Um, you know, Lashley and Goldberg actually put on a decent match. But besides that, we had the banger, uh, Edge and Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell match. If you remember from the first one in 2018, we had a fatal four-way ladder match that was dope with Samoa Joe, Rollins, Balor, and The Miz. Um, you know, they did have to, like, just bring some old ones back. I remember Rusev and Taker fought a casket match there. Um, what other things just come to mind? We had the first women's match over there, which my good friend, uh, dear friend, uh, Lacey Evans competed against Natalia. I thought that was really cool, knowing someone and asking them, hey, how was that? And just hearing what they said from them, you know, not the character from them. Um, and then we even end up getting that great Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and, uh, Bianca Belair moment uh, in a match, triple threat match. We've had a few other women's matches that have been so good. So seeing these women breaking down barriers over there and helping, you know, you got to love it as a fan of the sport and just as a decent human, you should love to see that. Uh, but yeah, so Crown Jewel, everything has been. We had the Elimination Chamber this year. That was pretty good over there. It wasn't like amazing or awful. You know, it was a decent pay-per-view. Um, and I think that's what we're going to get this week, honestly. I'm not expecting no A-plus, five-star pay-per-view. I'm not expecting a, a god-awful one either, to be honest. I think it's just here. You know, they have that deal. They're going to have some matches, some storylines may end, some may advance. You know, we'll see what kind of happens with it as we keep going and as we go. But um, So, you know, I think it will be decent. Well, they could be decent, like I said, on the highest expectations, um, like other people might or don't. Um, but yeah, mostly excited for the time to bring it all back to what it was. I'm very excited about the timing aspect of it. Uh, yeah, so first that we have on the card, looking down, I'm just going to go random, is the uh, WWE Women's Tag Titles, the champions, the new champions, if you haven't seen from Monday. Alexa Bliss and Asuka are defending their newly won titles against Damage Control, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. So that's pretty cool. Um, we'll see what goes there. I have no real expectations. I see this happening earlier in the card due to the women's title match that's going to happen later. Um, no real expectations here. I really don't see Asuka and... Alexa already losing within, I think, what, five days, six days by that point. Um, I don't see it. I think it could be a decent match. Um, you know, they brought these tag titles back. I thought it was a smart idea, but I'd like to see where they actually go with it. They haven't done a great job with it, in my opinion, so far. It's a good effort. Not really anything coming with it. Um, I think you just need that right group. And, you know, with the lingering rumors from sources... That, you know, Naomi and, so Naomi and Sasha may eventually come back. Maybe that's where they do come back. Personally, I'd rather see them get a, both another singles push. Like, let them be the single stars. But if that's how they come back, I'm totally cool with it. I have no shame with it. And those are definitely two people. Because we saw in the five, six months they've been gone, they've made it known outside. You know, professional wrestling gives you that platform. Everyone forgets that. But it does. And they're two women who have taken advantage of it. 
So yeah, I can I don't see any shenanigans here. I think it's just going to be a deep whatever match, decent, and uh, you know Oscar and Alexa will get the win and carry on. And I see them holding it maybe another couple months. I see titles like this until they get that dominant team that can get them over. I do see these titles flip flopping a lot, which whatever these titles really don't mean that much to me personally. So to me doesn't bother me all that much to other people it might but to me it doesn't um you know as a kid i was definitely a fan if you remember from like 2000 to 2002 the title was switching like crazy like i think in 2002 alone jericho had the title then triple h then hogan then taker then rock then brock then big show then back to brock like an angle all in 12 months so maybe because I was a kid, I liked it more, or maybe not as an adult. But with these titles, it don't bother me that much. So um, we'll see where they go from there. Then coming up next, we got the undisputed tag team champions. So now we're moving to the men's side of the house. You got the Usos defending against the Brawling Brutes. Now before we go any further, I want to congratulate one member of the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus. Just got married this past weekend. He had uh, some wrestlers in his wedding, such as Drew McIntyre, Claudio, and Miro. Um, so I thought that was really cool seeing, like, you know, the boys all together doing their thing. And, uh, you know, the Brawling Brutes are kind of becoming their own. They're like a crowd favorite now, which if you remember at Mania, no one wanted anything to do with them. Their match with the New Day at Mania almost even got uh, cut off. And now they're, like, kind of over, to be honest. And, you know, Pete Dunne's not really Pete Dunne. He's still got the butch persona and name, but he's kind of coming into his own more being his old self. I'm assuming that it's uh, due to the whole Triple H thing. Even Rich Holland, I'm just still not that crazy about him, but hey, good for him. You know, they're going up against arguably one of the, not, see, I'm not saying the, one of the greatest tag teams of this generation. That we have going right now with the Usos. No one can deny that. Um, it's just. They're an example of someone who had a gimmick. And flipped it. And got that over. And even got bigger in my opinion. Um, if we remember in like 2013, 14. And even some 15. But mostly 13 and 14. They were still painting their face. And coming out. Doing their. Um, I don't want to say dance. Because it had something to do with like their. You know their heritage. But. I don't know how else to word it, so forgive my ignorance. Um, coming out and on top, and they were doing good. When they first won the titles, everyone was over, but then they started dying down. People were like, all right, we get it. You're the Usos. You do this. When they come back to you know the penitentiary version, you would say, and in my opinion, the penitentiary version has been the best version. You know, they got a banger of theme, in my opinion. First off, had some great matches. If you remember the one that Hell in a Cell against the New Day, that was pretty dope. One of my favorite tag matches in the past, like, five years. Um, but, yeah, you know, now they got this whole thing going with the bloodline. Um, the only crappy thing with this is obviously Sammy. If you're a true wrestling fan, you know Sammy Zayn, who's really the one who's gotten the bloodline back up uh, and from being, you know, dying when they were dying down, becoming stale a little bit does not make these trips to Saudi Arabia for personal reasons, and you got to support him for that. And now, you know, so you don't know what shenanigans will come from here. I haven't heard if Sheamus is making the trip, so maybe if Sheamus is and Solo is, that's where it could be right there if there's some. I think this will be a decent match, though, honestly. 
I really do. I'm not saying this is going to be match of the night, nothing crazy like that. I might use that phrase again. But I could see this being like a good sleeper match. You know, like, oh, wow, this has actually been being a lot better than we thought it was going to be. So we'll just have to see kind of what comes from that. But I don't see the Usos losing the titles yet. I'm a big supporter of the whole Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens thing. That's why Kevin Owens hasn't been on TV because I think that was the plan by now was to do it. But this honorary Us and Usi stuff is just so over right now that, you know, they, they're pausing it. And that's a smart thing to do. When something's hot, you jump up on it, you know. Sometimes companies don't do that at the right time. Sometimes they do. So right now they're doing it, in my opinion. I get it. Everyone thinks Roman's losing the title at Mania. But my opinion, the bloodline's been dominant for so long. I'm not opposed for them losing all their titles at Mania. It'd be cool to maybe see Sammy and Kevin win before. Because maybe that's where you start seeing like turmoil and tensions rise even more at the bloodline. Because Roman's like, y'all didn't do your job. I still got mine. You don't have yours. Uh, which I thought we were honestly would have seen by now. So maybe you guys like that opinion. Maybe you don't. That's fine. Um, everyone's different, but that's just something I, I'm opposed. I'm open to either or I would say, um, you know, I think we're going to see, we might see a little shillelagh action here, some kicks, all that. But I think ultimately, uh, you will see the Usos come out on top and that's not a bad thing. Honestly, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think this is a little reward for the brawling brutes for all the work they put in. Hey, you're getting this tag shot. So I think, you know, I'm not too mad about this. Uh, coming up next, six-man tag, the OC, so Gallows, Anderson, and AJ Styles versus Judgment Day of Balor, Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Before I dive into this one, just want to laugh a little bit. So, sadly, Anderson and Gallows were victims of the big initial WWE budget cuts in 2020. And after that, Carl Anderson was one of them, went on a podcast interview. I don't know what he did, so please don't come at my throat for this. But went on something and was like, I will never work for WWE again. Never. Like, you know, people say, oh, you know, I don't think anytime soon, but never say no. He was like, no, never. And then he said, I would. you can pay me in Saudi money. Convenient. First show back, Saudi. So I think that's kind of ironic. But hey, I'm not mad at a man for chasing a bag because I'd probably do the same thing. Probably really heated in the moment. You know, they felt they weren't being utilized good. I remember there was some beef in there with Paul Heyman because AJ Styles got involved. He did about that. And they're taking on the Judgment Day, which the Judgment Day still aren't the greatest thing around. They're getting a lot of TV time. They're a lot better than when they were initially. So I respect the crap out of that. Um, Dominic stepping in a little bit, still not the greatest thing, but... I'm kind of happy he's with a group. And the reason I say it is, one, it gives him an opportunity to be better between Mike's skills, learning how to work with Finn. And then I honestly thought when this split would have happened, the heel turn, like what happened at Clash, I thought uh, Dominic, it would have been split. They fight at Mania or somewhere. I'm just assuming Mania because of Cali. They're both California natives. Um, and that they'd go their separate ways. So you know what the match is going to happen, just not yet. Um, so I kind of like that. Let Dominic learn, grow, you know, hopefully. Um, kid's young, already getting crapped on a lot. He's had some good matches, but then he's like stale at the same time, which I agree with people. Um, to me, this is the quote-unquote bathroom break match. Like, you know, I'll be paying attention, but if I have things to do around the house, 
I'll be uh, paying attention into that at the same time, looking back and forth. Um, but I think you got the OC here. I think, and I like doing these random predictions. Who I think is going to get the pinfall on who? So you heard it from Nick first. I think we got Styles ret uh, retaining. It's not a match. Styles pinning Priest. That's what I think. Yeah, you could pin Dominic. You know, I, I think Balor's off the table. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just just what I see here. I think it could be a decent match. Just to be one that could shock people, because you know you have some great workers in this match, especially with Finn and AJ. Um, if you recall their match at was it TLC in 2017, when Bray and I think a few others went down with some virus. I forget what it was exactly. And AJ came in and fought the Demon, and they had a banger of a match. So I think you could see some good stuff here. Um, so I'm excited about this one in just the aspect that it could be good. But like I said, I'll probably be doing things at the same time. But I just love professional wrestling. I'll, I get excited for any match. You know, I get excited for the 24-7 title, actually. No, that's a lie. I lied to every single one of you. I definitely don't get excited for the 24-7 uh, title. See, I can't even say the damn thing right. Next... You got a couple of big meaty men slapping me. You got this twice actually on this card. So they're catering to that. You got Braun Strowman versus Olas. And uh this is one I don't like for booking reasons. I don't see this being a good match. You know, do I hope it's good? Mostly for Omas' sake, honestly. Just don't see it happening. But we shall see. I think Braun's going to get the win just because he just returned. I don't think they got that faith no much yet, but it'd be cool. I'm predicting. So everything I'm predicting is, is, is if I'm at a casino betting with my wallet. Might be rich by the end of Crown Jewel. Could be broke as fuck. So the wallet in me says Strowman. The heart in me is like, yo, let, let the younger dude, let the newer guy get the W. You know what I mean? He's coming to his own. His ring work has gotten so much better. Now he's got MVP on his side. He's also got a banger of a theme, in my opinion, as well. Um, So I'm not too mad about that. I don't see this going that long. Five, seven minutes. These aren't work rate guys. They don't need to be. You know, I think you're going to see a couple spotty slams, choke slams, you know, Punches, Strowman does the Strowman Express thing. Hopefully he doesn't eat shit like he has been the past couple of times. And then um, we'll see from there. Uh, you know, but I think this is just more of the attraction, man. But what I do like about it, the pod tip in me is, you know, they get paid a lot of money to do these shows. And they try to book them as good, important shows. They don't just do it. Yeah, it's like a glorified house show, but at the same time, they try to make things important. So I'm happy that Omos is getting this platform to hopefully shine on. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm a supporter of them. I am. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. I don't know. It's going to be one of those weird ones. Like, hopefully this match is scripted to a T. Because these aren't two dudes that I kind of want to see. Just go with it on the fly. You know, that's something as I kind of said in the last match. You could have like a Balor and a Styles dude just go out there because both of them could have a match with a broomstick. But Strowman and Omas can't. And that's fine. That's their size and everything like that. These guys, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. I don't watch Raw like that, as I say. I'm more of a SmackDown Dynamite guy. Um, I don't think they've even physically 
like punched each other yet. Could be wrong. Probably something I should know hosting a wrestling podcast. What's going on with all the storylines for all the pay-per-views, but I don't. So there's that. But anyway, um, yeah, so hopefully this doesn't end up like the uh, Brothers of Destruction in DX. I'll keep reverting to that when I think back. So that's probably the worst match in Saudi Arabia. I was for that. A lot of people I don't, I don't mind that. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't mind nostalgia from time to time. I really don't. So we'll just see what happens. And, um, yeah. So I guess we'll see where everything goes from there with this one. Sorry, a little off track. Uh, next, got a steel cage match. You got Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross, which I hope this is the end of this feud. Um, for many reasons. The Strat match didn't deliver. And you know what I hate about this? I'm actually a fan of Cross. You know, I'm a fan of the performer Cross. I'm a fan of his, I believe, girlfriend. I don't think they're married or anything like that yet, probably. Scarlet's beautiful. Um, I just think ever since Cross had that call up last summer, man, no one just looks at him the same. Because what they did with him in NXT was dope. You can't argue that. He had the great entrance. He was dominated down there. They did him right. And then Vince made him like a, how I would dress as a Spartan on Halloween. And uh, yeah. So the strap match there wasn't that good. This is one of them feuds I think that could have been good and just fell flat. Like I could see when you're thinking storylines. Oh yeah, let's get Drew and carrying together. That can be money. That can be good. And it just wasn't. You know what I mean? So you can't really complain about that aspect of it. Um, but I think with this one, I think you got to go this, uh, you know, Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. I think Drew is kind of in that Seth Rollins category where, I mean, he can lose, 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 lose. And for some reason, it doesn't hurt him like that. But you don't want too much. I'm trying to think like a good beginning of the year. It was pretty much good, actually, until Clash. Now I think about it, you know. They could have had him win the title there. I kind of wanted to see it, but I see why they didn't. You want Roman to lose at Mania, especially if you're trying to set up that Roman Rock match or Roman Cody match, which is whatever. Um, I'm probably one of the few, as I said, who supports Roman and Rock, even if it's for the title, partially because if I'm here still, because I do have obligations coming up for my job, if I'm around for Mania, I will be making it. It's like an hour from my house, and I love The Rock. The Rock is my favorite of all time, so that's where my bias is going to come in. And it's more or less because I could witness it live. Even if I watch through the peacock, the old cock, I probably will still be fine with it because that's my favorite. You're always going to be a little biased towards your favorite. I think we've done that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think this will be a hard-hitting match. You know, I think Scarlett might get involved. Hopefully there's no more botched fireballs. Fireball, as Rob says, in this match. But we'll see. But I think you got to go with uh, Drew here. I think Drew wins. I think that ends the feud. And uh, curious to see where they both go from here because, you know, the Rumble is in like two and a half months, I guess you would say, the end of January, and it's only November 3rd. So we'll see where it goes. Um, it can go anywhere, to be honest. I guess time shall see. But they're going to both be in that limbo period. You know, what do we do with these guys to rumble? Because these are two guys I see on the media marquee. 
um, maybe whether it's in a singles feud with someone or the speculated rumors of money in the bank coming back potentially to Mania. So maybe something like that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't mind this one either. I'm a fan of Bolt, so whatever happens, happens. Um, but I could definitely see a lot of people on the internet taking the total crap on this one, and I'll just laugh at it because I'm one of them who doesn't take the internet serious. But I will definitely laugh at some good content. That's just the person I am. Uh, following that is part two of Big Meaty Men Slapping Meat. The match I personally... And most hyped for. You get the beast. Brock Lesnar. Versus the almighty Bobby Lashley. What I love about this is. It's Brock. Not fighting for the title. Which I think since he. Re- you know I'm going to really think here for a second. Since Brock. Won the title. From Kofi. And the last match Brock had that wasn't for any sort of main championship, Universal or WWE, I'm thinking here because you can't. It's Brock. He doesn't have that many matches. Is, I want to say, Money in the Bank at 2019, which I was there when he was at surprise appearance at the end. Because then he won that, came back in and cashed in on Rollins. And then he... um. Yeah, then he lost the title to Rollins. Then he fought Kofi, squashed Kofi, which I fucking hate. Then he held on to that title. Even at the Rumble, it was, uh, wasn't was for the title. I guess you could say the Rumble 2020, but he was in that. And then he lost to Drew, and then once he came back, it was Roman, 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 Roman in the chamber. So I love seeing Brock not in a title capacity match. And he's going up against arguably the best booked Full-time performer since he returned, since Bobby returned in 2018. Multiple U.S. titles, multiple IC titles, multiple WWE title runs, a solid title run in 2021. We watched him beat the shit out of Goldberg's son. Rob and I were in the crowd saying, fuck them kids, fuck that kid. Um, So that was dope. So I think this is good. This is one I wouldn't mind them. Not saying keep this going till then, but somehow sparkle it up again until Mania. Because... Some of you might agree, some of you might not. This is just a thought. Not even an opinion, not a thought. Now that Undertaker's retired, and I think looking into this mania, no one has Brock or even Bobby as people who are fighting for the title. Could you argue that Brock is not the new Undertaker? Because I'll never compare them in that aspect. But in the regards of, like, if you're not fighting for the title, fighting Brock might be the next big thing, best thing, because, like, you're fighting for it. Just thought. Give me your thoughts. Just a thought of mine. And there are those casual fans who tune in literally once a year for Mania. I know people like that. Once a year they watch for Mania and that's it. And don't stick around after. And maybe it's them seeing, oh, wow, this guy, Bobby Lashley. If you don't know Bobby Lashley, in my opinion, you suck. But Bobby Lashley, who's he? Then they become a fan. Then he gets that bigger mainstream recognition he already has. But in this one, I'm going Brock. Mainly due because Bobby technically won. Well, he did win. He won in the Rumble. Yeah, Roman interfered, all that. But then they protect Bobby by not having him actually get pinned to lose the title. So I think Brock here. 
the the wallet selling me Brock. And then uh, next, we got another one that could be a show stealer. Um, they did very well at Extreme Rules. You got the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair defending against Bailey in a Last Woman Standings match. Um, I think this one could be really, really good. Uh, instant off the gut, I'm gonna go Bianca. Reason why I think Bianca is she's had such a great title run. I don't see her losing. I could see her losing to Bailey, just not here. I'd see Bianca losing more at a Mania. Uh, kind of thing because that's how they're treating this one not saying all title changes need to happen there but i could see this one happening there um but yeah maybe to someone like charlotte unfortunately is i like charlotte i think she's an inkable um performer but i just don't see i don't know i never want bianca to lose i'm so god bianca's probably the most biased person i'm towards in wrestling as a whole i absolutely love bianca belair um, but the reason I said the women's tags are going for this because there's going to be shenanigans. Damage control is going to come out. You're going to have uh, Asuka and Alexa come out, do their part, do what they have to do, and just go with it. So we'll see what happens there. But I think Bianca wins. I'd kind of like to see. I don't know if they'll do it because of Saudi and reasoning and legal reasonings, but I could see some sort of shenanigans like Bianca gets cuffed so she can't technically get up, kind of like what they did with KO and Roman uh, at the Rumble in 21. And then maybe that's how Alexa and Asuka get involved. But definitely see this one going at least 20 minutes, and I'm going to go with Bianca. I think Bianca's going to take the win here. Um, Next, the main event. Controversial main event, some people. You got the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, defending against Logan Paul. Not much I want to say on the match, to be honest. I want to talk more about why, in my opinion, I think this is happening. Why I'm not really too mad about it, like other people are, which is fine to be mad about. I'm always going to stress, you can have your own opinion. So, Roman's going to win. I don't see Roman losing to Logan Paul. Logan Paul has put on two good matches so far. So far, right? Tag match, and he had that good one with Miz at SummerSlam. You cannot argue that. I think his brother's going to be there. There's reports of that. So that and the Usos, that's all going to end all that crazy shenanigans. But here's why I'm not mad about it. Because, one, I'd rather it happen here at Crown Jewel versus like a Mania, Rumble, even War Games, like Survivor Series. Because... It's, it was going to happen eventually. Because Logan Paul's a known name to younger people. And that's come from me, who's 29. Dude has all these millions of social media followers. Like, I get it. I get why us older heads don't like it. I get it. I respect it. But he brings in an audience. He brings in money. And as much as people hate it, money makes the world go around, man. you got to bring money to your business. I don't care if you're a billion dollar, million dollar, or a thousand dollar business. You, in my opinion, you gotta bring in money. And this is a money match. As crazy as it sounds, it's a money match. And it gets the eyes on your product. It gets the eyes on your champion. Reason I say that is my little cousin, he's younger than me, like some 29. Um, he was watching when Cena was ruling. Like that's when he started. I think he stopped watching in 2013, maybe 14. Um, but yeah, Young loves Logan Paul. They, he's in that generation that loves the Paul brothers. 
And we text occasionally, and he was telling me how this Saturday he's having like six or eight people over his house to watch this match. The only reason they are watching the show is because of Logan Paul. And that is what the WWE wants, and they're going to get it. So you can't hate them. I don't mind when you try to hit a certain target audience. Because you got to remember, you're not going to cater everyone. That's just in life, not just wrestling. And... Like, so I don't mind it. AEW does it, and they, the way they're doing it, I like. So I'm a hip-hop head. They've been having all these hip-hop guys on the show and everything like that. So I love that aspect. Like Rick Ross last night on Dynamite, hysterical. Absolutely loved it, right? But this is what they're doing, and they're going to make the money. So just have that aspect of you knew this was going to happen, so just be happy it's happening here somewhere else like i said roman reigns is not losing the title to logan paul if roman reigns loses the title along with logan paul i'm gonna watch several weeks because i love reigns match but i will i promise i will go on a wwe hiatus because that's just wrong you have guys like cody you have guys like even seth zane you know and wyatt who could beat Roman? And we're getting a Bray Wyatt in Saudi. You don't really need to talk about that. Love everything he's doing. Let's see what he does out there. But I don't think this is going to be an awful match. I'm not saying, once again, not going to be match tonight. I think match tonight, now that we've gone through it all, Bianca and Bailey. Again, I think they'll be match of the night. But Logan surprised people two out of two. Now, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. It's going to be a banger of a match. But third time's a charm. Boy, is it a failure of a match. Right? Um, so we'll see. Because uh, I could see this as one everyone online shitting on, and then at the end, oh, it wasn't that bad of a match. Right? Which, that's all we can hope for. Because if you're a realistic, loyal wrestling fan, and like you'd like to think you understand the business and the product, you have to realize not every pay-per-view is going to be a home run. Even AEW, they put out four a year, and not all of theirs are going to be home run either. And, Right? That's just the business. If you really think this is going to be an A, A-plus pay-per-view, you're wrong. In my opinion, B, B-minus pay-per-view. That's what it's going to be. The card tells you that. I think that's some of the problems with fans nowadays, especially the one very biased each company is. They're the ones who make their show that they favor so much, right? B, oh, it's going to be great. Crown Jewel is going to be the best thing of the year. There could be a single match we don't talk about again on Monday. Well, we're doing our end of war, end of year award show, right? There might not be a single match we talk about from this show. There could be, there could be not. We'll see. And I think that's what it is. I think, you know, so I'm looking forward to the show because it's on a Saturday, nine in the morning. I just effing love wrestling. Um, you know, wrestling's been a part of me through some very hard times in my life that I'm not going to share uh, on here, but it's been there for me when nothing else has so that's why i think i'm always so optimistic and so positive towards it because there's been some very 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 low points in my life and the only thing i felt was wwe the reason i say that is because aw is a new company probably would have done the same thing and helped me out right um but that's the only reason i say that i just want to make it known uh, a lot of family ties there too but i think that's the big problem kind of want to go on a little rant here quick before I wrap up is people need to be wrestling fans in general just need to be more positive in general for each other in a way we're like a family um 
I had someone, who the hell is telling us that they did a project in college about how wrestling fans, I think it was WWE fans because they're older, are like a cult in WWE and like the companies are, right? I'm not going into a big combo about that, but we are. We're such a tight-knit group, right? Into so the sense of trying to be biased towards another company because it's your opinion. I have a pen in my hand and I'm pointing at myself on the screen. It's your opinion. I just think people, like as much as people crap on these sites that favor one company, see, at least they know what they like and they're vocal about. Now, now you ain't got to go to their extreme. Some of them are real assholes and just dumb for no reason and shit on the other products for no reason when it stuff's good, right? But that's the problem. And I've sent a tweet about this for on our Twitter page here is be more positive for the people around you. Just because you like something or don't like something and it's the opposite, don't crap on that person for that reason. You know what I mean? Eh, it's whatever. It's whatever. Or don't be that person because it's not your company's cup of tea to crap on it, right? And I'd like to think personally it's something I do agree. I'm not saying everyone should strive to be me because I'm probably the last person people should strive to be for, right? But I can watch everything without a bias. And I think it's because I know what I'm getting into with each show, right? And that's just me. And I know, like, my group chat, my boys, besides, like, my group chat with the Wrestling is Trash boys, like, I know some of us are biased towards others, and that shit don't bother me. Um, And we can talk about what's good and what's bad. That's why I love the people who I talk wrestling with, right? Um, Because it's just how it is. And you need to be supportive for each other. I think that's the problem we're all taking away from this. Like... Love the competition. Love that. Love everything about it. Just be a better person. You have all these people bullying people online and just crapping on something because it's not what they like from their product. We're all guilty of it. We are. I'm guilty of it in both ways, in both companies, to be honest, right? I'd like to think for the most part I'm pretty good, but there are people who watch shows, whatever company they're not favored in favor of, I guess you would say, and go in with the mindset, well, this isn't really what I care for, so I'm just going to give it that opinion. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm just trying – I like to think bigger picture, right? Because I'm a believer – and I guess this is, again, a little touchy-feely here. But sometimes the things people say to each other can really determine someone's day. And that's why, like, my personality is when I see someone, I always try to give a hi or a hello or, hey, how's it going? Because you don't know what that person's going through. So kind of think before you type. Because that could be something that could really be like life-changing to that person. And that's speaking from being there before. But enough of that emotional stuff. Um, I'm just excited for a wrestling show this weekend. I love the Saturday shows. I love the morning shows. So, you know, maybe I'm going to start off a little biased with a beat the second the first bell rings Saturday. Right now, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to be happy because I can watch wrestling in bed. Um, you know, and I think AEW... WWE doing Saturday shows now. I always think of um because Sunday shows are but we all go to work the next day for the most part. You know? So I like I love Super Bowl Sunday. That should never change. But I'm not if you gave the Super Bowl a run on a Saturday one day, I don't think I'd be a little too mad, huh? But um yeah, let me start yapping. Um gotta do some editing probably to this and figure out how to edit and then the game's coming on. I wanna watch the game. Gotta support my boy Dan, the Eagles, even though I'm going against three Eagles in fantasy today. We'll see how it goes. Um before I go, thank you again. Um 
Make sure to listen next week. We're going to be doing an episode diving into like the Simone wrestling, the heritage, the good, the bad, all of that stuff. We haven't gone too nitty gritty yet, but we're going to be talking Simone wrestling, one of the most dynamic families in wrestling. Anywho, uh, make sure you listen to my fellow co-hosts. Follow me first at Nick Anicelli. You you can only listen to me here. I'm not a big podcaster. I love just chatting up with the boys. Um, but my other two co-hosts, they put in work on their podcast. And, you know, I listened to them before. And I think this is what made me respect them more. So sorry, guys. I know you're probably listening thinking I'm kissing ass. But I knew just from listening to their shows, like, yo, these are definitely some good dudes. These are someone I could see myself doing something with and ended up being that way. So thank you guys. For everything you do. So my boy Lou, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Lou from the BX, uh, host of the Everything Podcast. Um, my man's got the soul man voice speaking. He's got a nice soothing voice for you. No homo, Lou. Um, so listen to him. Uh, say a prayer for his Knicks and his Giants. Then you got my man Dan, the biggest uh, giant, uh, Cowboys fan. No, I'm just kidding. Fucking he's <laughs> the Eagles. Uh, make sure you follow him on uh TikTok and his YouTube page, the Starting Five Podcast. Great group of guys there. They always talk some great stuff um, from music, sports, to everything. They really do. Um, so make sure you listen to them. Big guy on Wrestle, Wrestle Talk as well. He brings in a lot of our conversations for the show that you guys keep coming back to listen for. But most importantly, follow us, the show, at Wrestling Is Trash on YouTube, Wrestling Is Trash on Instagram, and Wrestling Be Trash on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening to me for about the next, for the past 49 minutes and 22 seconds. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week, weekend, and everything you have. Best of luck to everyone, and God bless. Peace.